Okay, so I found this article. Um, as I was looking up some stuff on the circus, and I had remembered, um, uh, Jordan Maxwell mentioning that the word church comes from the word well the word church and circus come from the same word Circe the Greek goddess okay so this paper titled Circus and the Goddess Circe Okay. The Roman Circus and the Goddess Circe. Paul and the Circus Horse by Andre Austin. I was reading some writing of early church historian Tertullian's De Spectac Spectaculus, stating that the first circus spectacle was produced by the black goddess Circe. Now, Circe is a Greek goddess. Now, why would she be black? Hmm? Why would a Greek goddess be black? Hmm? You guys remember uh, Hannibal the general of uh, Car the Carthaginian general? Carthage, North Africa, basically. He was, uh, he was black. If you look up, uh, um, some pictures of him, some sculptures or whatever. And you look at us you look at his sculpture, those are black features. They try to portray him as white because obviously um the Italians can never accept the fact that they were defeated by an African. So even with the Ethiopian kings who defeated them, they would portray them as white. But anyways, so Greek goddess Circe, the black goddess, okay? Just like Kali in India, right? I've shared stuff on how India used to be called, used to be part of Ethiopia. It was ruled by Ethiopian kings. Okay, so I was reading some writing of early church historian Tertullian's day spectacle spectaculous stating that the first circus spectacle was produced by the black goddess Circe. It was derived from this enchantress name. Jordan Maxwell says that the name of church comes from the word Circe too. A picture of the flock in their pews they be performing, dancing and carrying on like a circus 
up and down the aisle acting a fool like some clowns in a circus. <laughs> and also the word theater is the shrine of Venus. I did not know that. Theater is related to theology. So what we have here is a circus and play of entertainment going on. Right, Jordan Maxwell would call it the greatest he would call the Bible the greatest story ever told and the circus is, is the circus is called the greatest show ever on the planet or something right the greatest show on the planet or something like that when it comes to the circus okay Circe had the power to transform a man into an animal but the power of Isis Venus could give you a rose to eat and transform you back to your natural state. I was looking at this I was I was looking up all this stuff because you look up um circuses where they perform with a bunch of animals whether it be tigers, lions, Elephants, horses, all kinds of shit. So then, in one of the videos, this one lady sat on top of the tiger. And I was like, huh, interesting. Because all these god, goddess figures from around the world riding on a tiger or a lion. I was like, what the fuck? Like... Well, when you look at the picture by itself, you're like, how the fuck did these gods or goddesses ride on a fucking tiger or lion as their mount, just like in He-Man? And then you come across these circus videos, right? And the 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 lion tamer, tiger, t whatever the person controlling the animals in the middle of the fucking circle, the cage, sits on them, lies down with them, pets them, kisses them, all kinds of shit. I'm like, huh, isn't that interesting? Where did this image come from? So then I started looking into all this stuff because I remembered about Cersei. So then I come across this article. Okay, so... He, he goes on saying, When I discovered that two of the four horses in Revelation may have been related to Paul. The last two horses being Saturn and Mercury, according to D.M. Murdoch. I didn't know if I was hot or cold on the spot. I knew I would eventually find something related to Thoth, Thoth Hermes Mercury being related to horses. Joe Atwell book Joe Atwell's book Shakespeare's Secret Messiah. Hmm, I didn't even know about this book. Joe Atwell's book Shakespeare's Secret Messiah, page 291, thinks the four horses are dealing with the four aspects of Domitian Domitian power. Domitian Domitian power. I think the last two was related to Paul with Paul being a composite figure in part that included Thoth, Hermes, Mercury, I ran into Tertullian again. Quote, 
Now as to the arts displayed in the circus games. Equestrian skill was simple was a simple thing in the past, mere horseback riding. In any case, there was no guilt in the ordinary use of the horse. But when the horse was brought into the games, it passed from being God's gift into the service of demons. Hmm. So to Castor, famous horse tamer, and Pollux, is dedicated this kind of exhibition. The pair to whom Stesichorus says horses were assigned by Mercury. But Neptune also has to do with horses. He is called Hippios among the Greeks. Yeah, in Greek, uh, hippo means horse. When they harness the horses, the four-horse chariot is consecrated to the sun, the two-horse to the moon. De Spectaculus, chapter 9, verse 1. I did not know this. So four horses consecrated to the sun... Two horses consecrated to the moon. You go look up Rome October horse. Holy shit, man. Rome October horse. Okay. Now over here. In ancient Roman religion, the October horse was an animal sacrificed to Mars. Carries, carried out on October 15th. The Ides of October, right? Coinciding in with the end of the agricultural and, and military campaigning season. The rite took place during one of three horse racing festivals held in honor of Mars. The others being the two Equiria on February 27th and March 14th. <laughs> no, it's the Ides of March. Sorry, not October. The Ides of March. Okay. Two horse chariot races were held in the Campus Martius, the area of Rome named for Mars, after which the right hand horse of the winning team was transfixed by a spear, then sacrificed. Okay, I've shared this before. <clears throat> the right hand horse of the winning team was transfixed by a spear then sacrificed on a cross. Jesus H. Christ went and sat on the right hand of God, right? He was poked by the, on, the, on the side with a spear <clears throat> when he was hanging up on that cross being sacrificed to God. Right? I mean, yo. I've already shared this shit. This, the horse's head, the horse's head, caput, and tail, coda, were cut off and used separately in the two subsequent parts of the ceremonies. Two neighborhoods staged a fight for the right to display the head, and the freshly bloodied coda tail was carried to the regia for sprinkling the sacred hearth of Rome. What is the hearth of Rome? The sacred fire of Vesta was a sacred eternal flame in ancient Rome. The Vestal Virgins, originally numbering two, later four and eventually six, were selected by lot and served for 30 years, tending the holy fire and performing other rituals connected to domestic life. 
course, volcano, Rome. Kaput, horse's head, even in the movie The Godfather. I even shared the scene. Remember? Where they cut off the horse's head and sent it to that guy's house. When he woke up in the morning, he saw it. It was his favorite horse. October horse. Roman religion. Ancient Roman religion. Okay, anyways. So four horses is consecrated to the sun. Two horses to the moon. Paul was thought to be linked with Hermes Thoth Mercury for his speaking skills or squealing like a man being sodomized or lost tex testicles. Acts 14.12-15 He had the skills and knowledge of, Th of Thoth Hermes Mercury who wrote the names of those in the Book of Life. Philippians 4.3 in Acts nine, in Acts chapter nine, one to nineteen, is typological, typological linked to the black horse in Revelation six, with measuring grain and food. We know that Thoth Hermes was called the Eye of the Moon. Thoth invented math. The components that comprised the Eye of the Moon were given a num a numerical value, and were used when writing fractions. The symbols of the various fractions of the eye were called the hecat, which was also a unit of volume used when measuring grain. Thus, the hecat and thoth both symbolized measurement. Thoth, Hermes, Mercury are messengers of God. Paul claims he was treated as an angel, Galatians 4.14 from which Webster's Dictionary defines angels as messengers. Paul states he has the ability to be all things to all men with tricks, and I take him at his word. <laughs> okay. I think uh, he was... <clears throat> right, uh, Paul had a problem, right? He had a problem of his thorn in the flesh right his horn i mean his thorn in the flesh <laughs> right chris chris hedges even mentions this right this characteristic would give him a broken wing with satan's angels and transforming in a mask second corinthians 11 chapter 11 verse 13 to 15 in ancient times actors wore masks with paul being castrated he could be also he could be also considered a transformed female. Now, I never heard of this part before, Paul being castrated. I don't know where he got that from, but okay. That's new to me. Hathor must be regarded as a female counterpart of Thoth. Hathor was down with music, the moon, and messing around. The Egyptian emerged Hathor and absorbed Ashtoreth together. The Egyptian called Ashtoreth. The Egyptian called Ashtoreth the Lady of Horses, Lady of the Chariot. According to the historian Suetonius, Domitian hated to exert himself. While in Rome, he hardly ever went for a walk, and during campaigns and travels seldom rode a horse, but, all, but almost always used a litter. 
I don't know what that means. Suetonius Domitian 19. Okay, with this, I see a competitive plausibility to associate Paul more with the black horse than Domitian, but I'm always open. In the letter, to, in the letter of James, we see his disappointments with Paul and believes that he should be harnessed with a bit and brittle like a horse to tame his little tongue. Okay, what is going on here? Paul very Paul very name means little or tiny. I didn't know that. Is really I need to look that up. Paul's very name means little or tiny. And Thoth in Egypt was called the divine tongue, which Paul clearly perverts. <clears throat> I mean I do know that Paul mentioned stuff on controlling the tongue, right? By knowing the attributes, names, and functions of some of the gods in Greek, Egypt, and Rome, we can decode of the Bible passages and characters they were being made a parody of. I see. It helps unlock who the scribes were praising or lampooning. Clearly, Paul was a foolish talking horse and was associated with Thoth, Venus, and others. <coughs> I never, <coughs> I never saw this one coming. That Paul was a foolish talking horse. I thought Jesus was, Jesus' name was a. Uh, <coughs> Sus, Hasus, basically means the horse in Hebrew. But I never saw this one coming. Clearly, Paul was a foolish talking horse and was associated with Thoth, Venus, and others. He can blame no one for he was doing all of his foolish tricks as if he was in a race in a circus or theater play or something. Interesting. I never, uh, okay. This is another little article I found. Little, I mean, Paul. Paul means little. Now I know, I guess. All right, Paul. <clears throat> right, where did it go? Paul's very name means little or tiny. I gotta look this up. I never heard of that one. What? Paul name. Definition. Wow. I never knew that. Paul is a boy's name of Latin origin. It. Oh my goodness. <laughs> a derivative of Paulus. This name means small or humble. I never knew that. Paul in Latin means small or humble. A derivative of Paulus. What does that name make you think of? Paulus. <laughs> what is that name? What is that word? What other word makes you think of? What does this word <laughs> remind you of? Another word. That rhymes with it. Paulus. A small Paulus. Wow. I never knew that. Okay, anyways. 
Interesting. Learn something new every fucking day. I never fucking knew. Okay. Okay, this one is called Before You Go to That Circus. Okay, sometimes the church is like a circus. The etymology of the word church is commonly believed to be from the Greek phrase kurio oikos, house of the Lord, as stated in the Dictionary of Phrase and Fable. However, this assumption is highly unlikely since the word existed in Celtic dialects long before the introduction of Greek. There you go with the Celtic again. Celtic has a lot of similarities with Semitic languages. Why is that the case? Huh? How come Ireland, Celtic Ireland, pagan Ireland before Roman Catholic cucks went and took it over? How come Celtic Ireland and all the way in India they had the horse sacrifice traditions going on? Celtic, Semitic, where does Shem come from? Shem, Semitic, Afro-Asiatic language family group. Hebrew, Arabic, Amharic, right? There was some other ones too. Um, Semitic. Hebrew, Arabic, Aramaic. Um, Asiatic family. Ancient languages such as Phoenician and Akkadian. The Merriam-Webster's one was... Right, Hebrew, Aramaic, Arabic, and Amharic, yeah, Amharic, of the Ethiopian, Ethiopia, India, Esther chapter 1, verse 1, Esther chapter 1, verse 1, these events happened in the days of King Xerxes, who reigned over 127 provinces stretching from India to Ethiopia. India to Ethiopia. King Xerxes. Where was King Xerxes from? Huh? Xerxes was a Persian ruler. Okay? Then you go to the map, world map of the world as peopled by the descendants of Noah. Then you go to the section where Shem, where the Semites came from. It includes Persia, India, Ethiopia is in Ham, so interesting. So obviously, Afro-Asiatic meat Right there, geographic location, modern-day land of Israel, right? Africa and Asia meet right there geographically, physically in the land of Israel, which is cuck-blocking the continent of Africa and Asia. So if Sem, if Shemitic, Semitic comes from this whole area, hmm, 
Who set up the land of Israel, the state of Israel? Who set it up? The British, Zionists, the Ashkenazi, fake Jews, right? The Ashkenaz, the Ashkenazi. Okay, let's go back. This, however, this assumption is highly unlikely since the word existed in Celtic dialects long before the introduction of Greek. According to Smith's Dictionary of the Bible and Professor A. Fawcett in his Home Bible Study Dictionary, the word church is derived from an early term meaning circle, similar to the word circus. Professor Lipsius, a prominent historian and theologian during the Reformation, conducted a significant study supporting the notion that the word church does indeed originate from circle. I'll put the links to all these articles. They even put all the links to their sources in the article, so that's good. The, the term church is derived from the word Kirk, Circe, Captain Kirk. It is referred to as Kirk in Scotland, Kirch in German, and Kerk in the Netherlands. Isn't that interesting? These words demonstrate a more correct derivation from the Greek Kirk than the English word church. Even old, even old English used Circe to refer to church, further revealing its origin. Even Old English used Circe, C-I-R-C-E, to refer to church, further revealing its origin. Robert Brown's work, The Myth of Kirk, also affirms that Kirk means circle or circular. The term church not only denoted a circular building or monument, but also had a significant association with the ancient goddess Circe. <clears throat> Circe was a pagan figure. That word pagan just means shaman. That word pagan just means indigenous. Before Christianity, everything was shamanistic. All over the world it was the same. Shamanism was the original nature, religion, or spirituality, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> Indigenous belief system. Circe was a pagan figure, the daughter of the sun god. Sun god. Hmm. Jesus is just the son of God. <laughs> right? So Circe was a pagan figure, the daughter of the sun god. So they couldn't have a female figure as the daughter of God. They had to have a male figure called the son of God. Right? So they replaced Circe with Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Daughter of the sun god, often depicted as a minor goddess of magic. Oh, the sun god here, even the sun god here is a... Feminine. Circe was a pagan figure, the daughter of the sun god. Okay, now, often depicted as a minor goddess of magic. A nymph, witch, enchantress, or sorceress. Yeah, just shamaness. Just replace all those words with shamaness. 
She was worshipped as Christos Helios. Interesting. What does that mean? Christos Helios. What does Helios mean? Helios. <laughs> what does Helios mean? <laughs> Helios in Greek means the sun. Okay. <laughs> the sun god also sometimes called a titan. He drove a chariot daily from east to west across the sky. Isn't that interesting? And sailed around the northerly, the northerly stream of ocean each night in a huge cup. Hmm. Interesting. Wasn't Circe's the one to hold the... Isn't... Look up pictures of Circe. Isn't she, the, isn't she the one holding that big bowl pouring? Hmm. She was worshipped as Christos Helios and gained fame for her ability to tame wild animals in her circus. Hmm. Interesting. Wild animals. Her ability to tame wild animals in her circus. The term circus is derived from the Latin word circus, which is a Roman Romanization of the Greek word kipkos or kirkos, meaning circle or ring. According to the early Christian writer Tertullian in his book De Spectaculus, so same book sourcing, this article is also sourcing the same book for, from the earlier article, right? De Spectaculus. I need to look up this book now. <clears throat> Written by Tertullian. The goddess Circe allegedly organized the first circus games in honor of her father Helios, the sun god. So the goddess Circe allegedly organized the first circus games in honor of her father Helios, the sun god. What is going on here? Is this just, you know, like, hmm, <clears throat> who is the sun god? What, so who, is that an emperor? According, this is Greek, so is that the king who basically holds the title sun god? Okay, anyways. In classical accounts, Circe is often depicted holding a golden cup containing a mixture of wine and drugs, pharmacusi, associated with sorcery, which she used to control kings and exert her power. Right, so the golden cup, holding a golden cup. Helios, meaning, okay, the and sailed around the northerly stream of ocean each night in a huge cup. Helios. So they took a goddess and turned it into a god. Took the feminine, turned it into a masculine symbol. The, the apocryphal book of Revelation includes references to this goddess. Really? Circe. She is described as the great whore who sits on many waters and seven hills. Oh, so that's who that is. I did not know that. 
I know the great whore part in the book of Revelations. I was told it's like Babylon. <clears throat> Actually, it's Circe, the goddess Circe. I did not know that. Hmm. In Revelation 17.4, it is written, And the woman symbolizing a church, Kirk, was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Wow. I did not know this was talking about Circe. This completely changes. Wow. Huh. Okay, so th she used... Hold up. Hold up. She used this cup containing a mixture of wine and drugs, which she used to control kings and exert her power. I mean, another thing I can think of, circle, um, turning her ability to tame wild animals. What does tame mean? What does the word tame mean? Hmm. Tame of an animal not dangerous or frightened of people domesticated the fish are so tame you have to push them away from your face mask what that's the same willing to cooperate tame domesticate an animal make less powerful and easier to control comes from Old English, Germanic origin, blah, 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 from an Indo-European root shared by Latin domer and Greek daman, tame, subdue. Subdue, that's a better. So if I look at that word in this way, um... Her ability to subdue wild animals. Okay, so yeah, fine. It's, you know, it could be, you know, actual circus, circle, cage. The lion tamer telling all these wild animals to perform in front of her. Okay, that's one way of looking at it. But another way, Another image that I had thought of when I was first reading that verse, the the cup in their hand full of abom abominations and blah, blah, blah. I was thinking of it as a volcanic crater. So when a volcanic crater, which is a circle, starts popping off all kinds of stuff... <laughs> She subdues wild animals by doing that. All the biggest, baddest motherfuckers will flee in her presence. Well, that's that's that could be another translation or another way of looking at it. Okay. Revelation eighteen 
23-24 states, Because all the nations were deceived by your sorcery, and in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all who have been slain on the earth. Right, I mean, it could just be like volcanic winter, so they started sacrificing motherfuckers into the lake of fire. Right, to bring the sun back, the son of God back, the giver of life and light. Okay, the light of the world. <clears throat> no sunlight, no warmth, no light, no food. The Greek word translated as sorcery in this verse is pharmakeia, which is the root of our words pharmacy and pharmaceutical. The name church Circe, the great whore, is currently used to refer to almost all Christian assemblies. Isn't that interesting? What was that one verse Jordan Maxwell quotes also in Revelation where he says, or it goes something like, come out of her, meaning the church, come out of her. Circe was buried on one of the islands of the Pharmacusae group in the Aegean Sea within sight of the Isle of Patmos. It was on Patmos that John received the visions found in the book of Revelation of the New Testament and where the book was written. Although Circe is described as an immortal goddess, a tomb typically served as a shrine for a hero cult. A tomb typically served as a shrine for a hero cult. While the Greek work while the Greek word translated as church is ecclesia, meaning called out ones, it more accurately corresponds to the English words congregation, assembly, or group. In Acts 19.32, ecclesia refers to a riotous mob. It is never used to describe a building for worship. Hmm. So, she was buried on one of the islands of the... Pharmacusae group in the Aegean Sea within sight of the Isle of Patmos. Well, those could be volcanic islands. Let me look up Isle of Patmos because if this guy had his revelations from the Isle of Patmos, then maybe he was just seeing this volcanic eruption going on, this volcano going off. Alright, so this is the Aegean Sea. Where is Patmos? Hmm. These are all volcanic islands. So, John could have been watching a volcano going off which got translated as this vision right so Patmos is here right so then this thing says she was Buried in one of the islands of the Pharmacuse. Where is that? Pharmacuse. 
Well, there's lots of uh, volcanic islands around Patmos, so it could be any one of those. Pythagoria. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. This one island is called Levitha. Levitha, Greece. Anyways, um, here's another um, <clears throat> article. It's called, it's from Assembly of Called Out Believers. Okay, the true origin and meaning of church. Do you think that the word church is in the Bible? It's not. The name for a group of believers in the Greek New Testament is ecclesia, which means called out believers. So where did the word church come from? Church has multiple streams of etymology. One source may be kuriakos, from the Greek kurios, meaning Lord, as in house of the Lord. The other source of the word church reveals it is from the circles of the pagans. Hmm. Such as the, the circular Stonehenge in England. The Scottish Kirk and the German Kirche are from the early word Circe. Note, Greek Kirche becomes Circe in the Anglo-Saxon, which became Kirche in the church church in church latin who finally manifested as church daughter of the sun a woman who had the power to turn men into animals huh. <clears throat> isn't that interesting <sighs> the word church is derived from circe the name circe is well known by classical historians in his classical study, The Myth of Kirk, Robert Brown gives extensive meanings in the ancient Greek world and concludes the that Circe's simple meaning is circle or circular. But it is not only referred to a building or monument that was circular, but one of its main meanings was its reference to the ancient goddess Kirk or Circe. I mean, I, I'm just saying, it could be a volcano. Right, could be a volcanic crater. Circe was the great heathen daughter of the sun god, famous for taming wild animals in her circus. Alright, so I'm just saying, back in the day, people see a volcano going off. People see all kinds of big-ass boulders, volcanic cannonballs being shot up into the air. And they might think, well, maybe the sun and the moon <laughs> was also shot out from a volcano. And that's why they would name that volcano as a god and worship it, right? And then the sun would become the son of God, which was a volcano. I'm just saying, like, they didn't know all this... Uh, They didn't have telescopes and whatever back in the day, so when they saw fireballs being fucking shot out of volcanoes, and then they looked up at the night sky and saw all these stars shining up in heaven, the vault of heaven, 
these balls of fire, maybe, you know, I'm just saying, they, they just put one plus two, and they're like, well, maybe. Anyway, Cersei was the great heathen daughter of the sun god, famous for taming wild animals in her circus. She also met Ulysses, returning from the Trojan War, and had an adulterous relationship with him that produced, that produced as one of the children Latinus, the supposed fund founder of the Latin race. I did not know that. Interesting. Well, and the other thing, it's they mention, mention her as a black goddess. Hmm. And how is Cersei pictured in the classical accounts? She is shown holding a golden cup in her hand mixed with wine and drugs through which she controls the kings of the world. Right. Volcanic eruption? Where's your kingdom now, Mr. King? <laughs> right? Golden cup. Right. Where does uh, gold come from? This goddess Circe is also found in the symbolic teaching of the Bible. She is the great whore who sits on many waters and seven hills. Kali. Many waters. Right. Volcanic islands. Seven hills. She comprises the religions of the earth, all of them, which have been in infiltrated with the Babylonian mystery religion. God says, I will show thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. And the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Lava, Kali, bleeding. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Upon her forehead, lava, the fucking hydra, right? What a clear, what a clear biblical description of the goddess of the classical world known as Circe, the great sorceress. As a matter of fact, when Circe died, she was buried on one of the islands of the Pharmacusi group in the Aegean Sea, in eyesight of the Isle of Patmos, where the Apostle John saw most of the Book of Revelation. Right, it's probably a volcano going off. John was on a different island. He probably was doing some soma juice or drunk or some mushrooms and well he saw this whole vision <laughs> right the name church adorns all christian churches in existence so if you think you're saved just because you go to church think again does this mean we should just sit alone and read the bible no do not forsake the ecclesia called out believers you need fellowship with other true believers just make sure that you're gathering together is a real ecclesia with others of like mind and not and not a than just an idolatrous Circe okay this is a, so this one completely misses the point of 
Okay, let's see. Okay, um... Yeah, man, what else, what else do you want me to say, man? It's just... It's just, I don't know. Because all these gods back in the day were either just planets or just geographic volcanoes, mountains. They used to worship mountains too. So any any anything of nature they would worship, man. So... Yeah, who knows? It's just, just, it's, look, man, we get our images from what we see around us. And then on top of that, if you do take stuff to go inner, to, to the inner world, you have all the images inside you anyways. All the images are already there. So many cases of people taking mushrooms or whatever, LSD, this, that, and seeing things that they had never, ever in their life seen before. So how are they seeing those images? It's all inside you then, right? The universal mind, the, the, the universal mind or the archetypes of the subconscious, like... It's 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 all the images are inside us. How they were put in there, I don't know, but maybe our genes, our DNA, blah blah blah. But like all the images are already inside us. So which had to have come from nature. Where else will these images come from? Right? If you're a film strip and your eyes are the lenses Okay, and you're seeing things inside you with your eyes closed that you've never seen before, right? Then they had to, where did they come from? And even if you, let's say, see all these images, they have to come from nature. Where else will they come from? Right, like, where else will they come from? You can you can only get images from seeing stuff around you, right? So like dreams, this, that. Sure, it's like noise, data, the matri- the codes of the matrix, whatever you want to call it. it has to come from either stuff you've seen with your own eyes on the outside world. Or stuff you've never seen that's coming from inside you, maybe because of your DNA or genes or whatever, passed down through your ancestors. Or a previous life, if you believe in all that. Either way, the images are inside you, and you see the images from outside, so... It has to come from nature. Where else? Even all the images inside you that you've never seen before has to come from nature. Right? It's not coming from a different planet. 
unless you've seen pictures of them, right? Anyways, my translation, Circe, Goddess, Circle, Volcanic Crater, out of which all the animals and everything came out of, right? That's probably the way people translated that back in the day. Noah's Ark, Volcanic Ark, animals and everything came out of the crater because apparently back in the day so let's say even not just back in the day even now they say lots of these volcanic craters have these untouched paradise jungles forests inside them with uh, species of plants and animals that have never been seen before Look it up. I'll, I'll fucking look it up. Okay. Paradise inside volcanic crater. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. Um. Let's see. Because these volcanic craters turn into lakes. And then so many of these creation myths from around the world, all these different countries, point to some lake, some volcanic crater from which they think they all came from. Because the, well, it depends on what type of volcanic lake. If it has fresh water, then yes. Um, untouched paradise in volcanic crater. Where did I see it exploring? Hmm. Where did I see? Anyways, I'll I'll find I'll try to find it and share it. But um, yeah, that could be one of so so the volcanic crater. So a lot of these a lot of these creation myths say like you know the the founding king queen whatever the first human for that country tribe whatever group of people came out of this giant egg. Well, the volcanic crater can be viewed as that giant egg out of which life came out of, right? I mean, over obviously millions of years of uh, nature doing its work, but like, that could be one interpretation, right? All those... It's just what is a story? It's it's uh, compressed data. It's it's compressed images over. It's a time lapse. It's a compressed time lapse. That's a story. All these images put into a certain sequence, and because it goes back so long ago, 
you have to compress that time into so many pictures that you can remember this story otherwise you're not going to remember shit right and then by the time it's been compressed so much you're like how the fuck does that make any sense well it's a time lapse genesis chapter one is a time lapse of orogenesis the formation of an island from an underwater volcano orogenesis yeah it's a, it's a time lapse it's a story is a compressed photo album you only fit so many pictures um, uh, otherwise maybe their dna is a film strip they say what one they say one strand of dna the length of it is basically it can go from the earth to the moon right if you stretch it out or something like that that's how compressed that is so if that's our film strip, there you go. All those images inside us are in our DNA that we somehow see when we're sleeping. They say some So they say the the uh what's it called? Fucking the third eye, the uh what's it called? What's it called inside our heads? That the fucking what's the third eye inside head? The pineal gland. Okay, so apparently the pineal gland is is like is like uh is basically like an eye that some of those reptiles have a third eye on the top of their head, right? The, the third eye commonly known as the peritial eye is a non-visual photosensitive parapineal organ found in most lizards, frogs, the tuatara, and some species of fish. So the human brain, in the base, it has the uh, the lizard brain what's it called the <laughs> fuck it human brain layers right so um it has the what's it called it's like the reptilian brain the mammal brain the human brain right human brain Okay, so the reptilian part the the tri the triune brain is a model of the evolution of the vertebrate forebrain and behavior proposed by the American physician blah blah blah. So you have the reptilian brain instinct survival then you have the limbic system which is the emotions then you have the neocortex which is for speech logic and higher thinking skills the mammalian the reptilian mammalian and human i think that's how it goes right so the pineal gland um right so lizard brain cerebellum hypo brainstem cerebellum hypothalamus mammal brain limbic system and hippocampus 
hippo in Greek, mean, Greek means horse, and the human brain cerebral cortex. So the pineal gland, they say, could have been one of those third eyes in the in in the reptile family that just got put inside us, it, that just got encased inside of our brain. So maybe that's how we see images in our head with our eyes closed when we dream and stuff. Maybe that's what's going on. Because even even I I I know even dogs and stuff they probably dream because you, you see them doing stuff when they're sleeping. So. <laughs> I'm assuming they're also dreaming and seeing images inside their head. But anyway, so maybe um, that's how we see those images inside us. And our DNA strands is the highly compressed images, memories of our film. That's the film strip that our ancestors have passed on, the data I mean, honestly, we're we're basically data banks, right? Just flesh hard drives uh, with all these images, sounds, and memories that have been passed on to us, right? How else would all these animals know how to fly, migrate, where to swim back to, to lay their, spawn their eggs, this and that, like, fly south for winter, or like, how do they do it? A lot of people think it's geomagnetic field, blah, 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 but maybe it's also just, you know, that data has been passed down into their genes, in their DNA for generations, you know? Maybe, I don't know. It's just, it's it's a story. I'm telling a story. So, who knows? Maybe uh, <clears throat> if we could go back in time, you know, fast forward back into time and see how it all started, they do think, I mean, probably out of volcanic lakes is the first form of life that, uh, emerged right first form of life in volcanic lakes acidic volcanic lakes may have harbored early life extremely harsh volcanic lake shows how life might have emerged did life begin on earth in volcanic pools because think about it, it's, you need, so because of the volcanoes, you have the atmosphere, which is made up of gases. What is water? It's just, uh, uh, it's just another state of gas, right? What is gas? It's just another state of liquid. So once all the gas condenses, you get liquid water. Now, at first... So obviously you needed, so all this could happen because of temperature, heat, right? Heat, gas, so all this gas was coming out from inside the earth, right? Chemical reactions, heat is produced, heat, the heat is probably, I think, being produced by sound. The inside of the earth is, they say, molten iron, magma, 
right the core so it's like a giant magnet which i think is being powered by the sun because the sound because the sun emits vibrations sounds which i think keeps the earth's core hot or they i think that's that that has something to play with this so the sun is heating the earth's core earth has all this stuff inside it it's pretty it's putting it outside it so then that one astrologer put it like the earth is like the womb for our solar system for from which all sorts of life can emerge okay yeah i mean not a bad uh i think that's a pretty good uh i think that could be a pretty good um way of looking at our solar system so the sun is powering the solar system the earth is the womb right because water because circle sound right and then you have volcanic lakes so at first they're hot acidic and over time the ph level drops i mean even in that acidic water there's still life i mean you go look it up there's still stuff growing in that acidic water tiny organisms growing in that highly acidic water so i mean our stomachs is are highly acidic so life in order for life to emerge i don't know how all it it all happened but here we are and i'm just saying volcanoes seem to so volcanoes keep emerging keep popping up as one of the beginning points for a lot of things for a lot of things even just scientifically obviously it was volcanoes that produced the atmosphere that could help all this to start so yeah i mean how we got these stories compiled probably after humans came about they saw other volcanoes going off and maybe they put one and two together and now in the year 2023 you know it's we're f still finding out more and more about volcanoes every day so and you know that's just the stuff above ground we still don't know as much of about the underwater volcanoes so yeah i think circe circle goddess was buried in one of those islands even buddha all these great beings were buried inside islands or mountains or apparently Queen king arthur lived inside a volcano i'm not even making this shit up look it up yourself king arthur volcano okay arthur's seat is an ancient volcano 
which is the main peak of the group of hills in Edinburgh, Scotland, <clears throat> which form most of Holy Rood Park, described by Robert Louis Stevenson as a hill for magnitude, a mountain in virtue of its bold design. I'm not even making this sh shit up. You go look it up yourself. Arthur's Seat is an ancient volcano. Okay. Just, just go look it up. There's another one. Mount Etna and the Legend of King Arthur. The English have always had a love affair with Sicily and the island boasts a lot of British history. From the travelers of the Grand Tour, which always concluded in Taormina and resulted in many of those tourists choosing to relocate there, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> but do you know the legend of King Arthur and Mount Etna? Could Etna really be the island of Avalon and the final resting place of this legendary king? Remember I had read from this book, Sacred Mountains, on how people would worship mountains and volcanoes back in the day? They would say this god lived inside that volcano. Or even, <clears throat> even in Italy, they say how these giants live <laughs> under volcanoes. I mean, come on. All right, look. I'll, okay, so the Titans. Mythology. Okay. <clears throat> In Greek mythology, the Titans were the pre-Olympian gods. According to the Theogony of Hesiod, like, there you go again, the Theogony of Hesiod, nothing about geography. They were the 12 children of the primordial parents Uranus, Sky, and Gaia, Earth, with six male titans, Oceanus, Coes, blah, 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 blah. Okay, um, the titans were the former gods, the generation of gods preceding the Olympians. Blah, blah, blah. Where was this section? Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Was it? Let me see. Where was it? Etymology? Mm. Hold up. Volcano gods. I think it was uh, volcano gods. And... Hmm... Greek myths and Ephitus. Right, so... Basically, they would live in volcanoes or under uh, mountains, these giants or titans. Which, yeah, makes sense. I mean, come on, it's like... It's it's not that difficult to to put together. It's 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 not. It's just well, 
let's say some of these volcanoes start popping off again, then all these words and stories and images will come back screaming into our consciousness. It's also very interesting how the word eruption, erupting, has been uh, has been is being used a lot more in uh, <laughs> in everyday in the news, even in the Palestinian national anthem. They mention volcanoes. Anyways, um, yeah, this is what I'm saying, man. It's just everything goes back to everything goes back to volcanoes because volcanoes give life on this planet. So, what am I gonna say, man? It's 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 not that complicated. It's just geography. It's it's not that complicated. You can't. You can't, uh, you can't, uh, change geography, okay? So, even, even in the Quran, they have all these verses talking about the end times being, uh, brought about by volcanoes so what am i gonna say like it's all over man the end times in quran volcano okay where was that there was this fucking one of these Anyways, that's you can look it up yourself. I've just tried to look at everything I can, and this imagery of volcanoes keep coming up right they keep coming up so what am I going to say what am I going to say either you know they keep coming up because that is how the planet works that's how nature works so So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, what else can I say? It's all these uh, stories get, you know, anthropomorphized and put into story format. Which is a bunch of images in a certain sequence. Right? And then 
because they're too long they get condensed and condensed and condensed and by the time we hear it it's like we have no idea that it's talking about earth processes over thousands millions of years right so yeah i mean what else can i say man it's uh there's nothing new under the sun it's just the same it's it's the same story nature continents lily pads volcanoes climate resources migrations wars famines birth of new civilization one dies another one rises one ant colony versus another fighting over resources water land i mean what's the difference the ants are doing it the animals are doing it we're doing it what's the difference and then nature said well kind of bored with this game movie whatever you're gonna call it so then she's she'll just be like fuck it let's just restart i had the dinosaurs last time that they were more entertaining these humans are boring as fuck these humans are boring as fuck who knows maybe next time it'll be the cats on top or the monkeys or the whales or the fucking ladybugs who knows who knows maybe the dogs maybe it'll be a dog world next time around who let the dogs out well Mother Nature, Goddess Circe, out of her circle, circle of life, volcanic crater, vagina, planet, sun, moon, everything is a circle. <laughs> your eyes are two balls inside your skull. <laughs> everything circle full fucking circle ouroboros full fucking circle peace monkeys peace